Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toffee, toffee. It's black cap. Hashtag Buckheaders. That's magnificent. Hello, John. Up and down. Well done. Bye bye. Hello and welcome to a Bergkamp Wonderland. How are you, you lovely people? Um, it's been a while. With me tonight, I have a couple of cracking guests. First of all, he's our colonial mate. It's Drew Thompson. Say hello, Drew. Hey, Jason. How are you? I'm not bad, mate. I don't <laughs> Freaking out about Danny being an absolute git. Are you sure you're not bad? Because I feel like you're going to have fucking coronary pretty soon. <laughs> oh, it's been one of those weeks, mate, okay? It's been one of those <laughs> weeks. i got to be honest with you. There are people living on the edge. <laughs> and you think, included. Yeah, me included. Exactly. <laughs> How have you been doing, pal? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking me. Good man, good man. It's good to have you back on. I'm looking forward to this. And my brother from another mother. He's the cockney. I don't know. No, no, I'm not going to go down that road, actually. It's the one and only Jeff Arsenal. Jeff, say hello. <laughs> How are you doing, Jay? It's been a while, mate, isn't it? You know? It's been way too long, bro. Been oh, way no, too you know what this is like? This is like, um, I don't know. I, I was thinking, it's like Igor Stefanov's coming back after a long injury. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say Gus Caesar, but a lot of the young boys will know who the fuck that is. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, you, you can still listen. You young boys, you, you, YouTube them, you'll get what I'm saying. <laughs> I tell you what, okay. Hey, hey, mate, I still think we can do better than Igor Stepanov's now. Uh, <laughs> I could do better than Igor Stepanov's now. You're not wrong. That's for sure. <laughs> one good leg between the three of us. We'll be okay, boys. We'll <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, um, I love it. Oh, it's good to have you back on, pal. Um, bit, bit of background, guys. Danny the GFP, Sean's home, and so he's gone MIA. And, of course, we needed a code to set this up tonight. Josh Dorr rides into the rescue like He-Man on his battle cat. He was magnificent, so thank you, Josh. Boys, we got a bit of good news this week. We won a game. We won a game, and we won it pretty handsomely. Um, you could say it was a game of two halves, but um, Jeff... Your yeah. thoughts, mate. Um, uh, Newcastle at home, and we're smiling. Well, uh, honestly, this, we've had so many draws. I, I can't remember, and I'll go back a long way, as you know. I can't remember having so many draws and, and, and like quite miserable matches. And um, to get a win, it was it was a bit euphoric, mate, because, uh, I mean, even Roy Keane had a go, didn't he? I don't know if you've seen it, Jason. Um I think a match of the day, one of them ones he's having a go at the, the, when we celebrated beating Newcastle four <laughs> 0 and everything else. But my my take on it is that listen, you know, you you you've got a team low on confidence, and it, it's nice to get a win, and you know, let them let them want to get that feeling back again, and and because it breeds, it does it does breed champions. Not saying we're going to go anywhere near the champions or anything like that, but you know, then wins. If you just keep on winning, keep on winning. Like Leicester, remember Leicester? They did the same. You know, yeah. they, they they went on a, a winning run and they just carried on winning. So listen, one game at a time is small steps, but um, you know, it was great. And listen, I, I think they've done really well. The boys, really. I mean, Newcastle come and they set up very very well, didn't they? Typical. Yeah. 
typical Steve Bruce. So we're just going to try and nick us on the counter attack where many, many teams over the years have done us and had a lot of success, but we seem to be a little bit tighter now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so pleased and I was hoping that, that, uh, Mikel over the, over the, over the, this winter break, um, could get the team together and, and really set them up properly. Uh, so they're well prepared and it, hopefully, uh, you know, he seems to have done that and we can we can move on from it. But it was a great win. I was delighted with it. I've got to be honest, the, the Roy Keane thing, I always remember him taking the mickey about this. I'm not sure he was beating Wigan or beating the, or the Hull game. And you look back when United beat Millwall. You saw him jumping around the pitch like a little bitch, you did, okay? Yeah. And that, that man, I, 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 I respect his achievements as a footballer. Yeah. You know, he, he, magnificent record. You can't knock it. But he says things for effect, and his actions don't match up to his words there. So I, I gotta be honest, with you, I was jumping for joy after this. Drew, um, real game of two halves. Newcastle set up. So Newcastle don't set up to play with the ball. They set up to counter. And you saw in Mikel Arteta's selection a brave team built to go forward. Drop into Torreira, he's not going to need a ball winner. They're not going to have the ball. Putting Ceballos in to take advantage of it. We struggled first half, but second half we really came into our own. Give me your thoughts, pal. Uh, I mean, it's simple. I think that's kind of what you want to see from a manager, especially one that's still really getting his feet wet. But I think this is one of the things that we were crying out for under Unai, where he was more worried about you know us not conceding rather than setting us up to really take advantage of, you know, some of the weaknesses of our opponents. And I think our did that quite well. Um, the instant, you know, the meet, when you first saw Sabayas on the team sheet, you kind of knew that's exactly what, you know, you needed someone who can help really break a team down. You know, Sabayas can play that ball in that maybe you want, but, you know, he can progress play when he's on the ball. And that's not something that, you know, Torreira can do. So he can do effectively and, and, and consistently, but he can. And kind of in that uh, Santi Cazorla role as well when he was still here. And that, I think that also would help the likes of Mesut Ozil and Nicola Pepe because now they don't have to be the ones totally reliant on it. They won't, you know, um, they won't be isolated out when they're on the ball. You have someone like Ceballos you can recycle through and then he can carry play forward, draw defenders out of their shape, create more space for others around him. And that's kind of what you want to see. Um, and I think it came off quite well. Um, you know, other people maybe would have gotten the plaudits for the result. You know, Pepe had a goal, two assists. Ozil played well, you know, Saka played well, but I think Ceballos was key and he won't get a lot of the praise, but that's a small key dynamic you need tactically for these kind of matches, especially against, you know, sides like Newcastle. And no disrespect, obviously, but Steve Bruce is never going to set his team up to go out and attack Arsenal when he's away. No, absolutely. You know, so, right. to, be fair, to be fair, Dan Sebastian had a lot of plaudits this week. Okay. Yeah, he has, but I'm just saying, but some people would call him to be man of the match. I know he wouldn't have gotten it, but no. But, but I, I do think that that kind of influence is what we were missing. And I think if we can get that, then that really transforms us in a positive way. And it means that Arteta now can effectively look at his, you know, the first team and say, depending on who we're playing, I have options now, which I don't really think Emery would ever really do. And I think he no. would do it from, from the inverse. He would do it as who can I put in to make us more defensively stout? And that's all well and good. But he would do that against sides we should be going out and dominating. And that's the difference. I, I, I want to stick on the Ceballos thing, Jeff. Yeah. Okay? I thought he struggled first half. Okay, I thought you could see him attempting to play, you know, and 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 and, that, and that's what he wanted in any football, especially a passer like this guy. 
he struggled first half, but we struggled with our movement. And, and we've been struggling with our movement a lot all season, to be fair. But second half, when things started to click, he was like the clockmaker. It was ticking over. He just kept that ball moving, didn't he? Yeah, you know what? I, I thought he had a terrific game. I, I don't agree with where, where he, he struggled. I think he was... Um, I think he done really, really well the first half. Um, you know, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, a, a good player or a player with confidence or a player that's, 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 that's confident in his ability, right, will always go looking for the ball, even if he's not getting a lot of it or even if he's not, you know, having the best of games, so to speak, right? Now, I don't think he was not, not playing well, right? I just think what you said was right. We didn't, the movement weren't clicking. And if you haven't got the, the proper movement for a player like Sebalos, then, then you know, he, you know, he got no really no areas to pass it to. And I just, I just, what Drew said is brilliant. He, he, he's so right. He, he's, he's an Arsenal player. He is what we've needed for a long time now, where he's very, very positive. He's offensive. We've got that. Uh, he's got that in the middle of the park where he, he's prepared to run at defenders. He can pass through the lines, uh, you know, and he, he very rarely passes square. He's, his first thought, if you look at him when he receives the ball, he's on the side and he's looking up to see if someone's there. And if he gets more games, right, and everyone can can get round him and realise what he's doing, he's one of them players who's been brought up in that Madrid school, right, where he's on the side and he'll just he'll flick it on and go for the one-two or he'll turn away and, and, and drop it out to <laughs> to Pepe or, or, you know, one of the other lads, a Bam and Yang, and they'll slide them through. He, he can be a top player for Arsenal as long as he keeps his work rate up. You see how, you know, he's he's so enthusiastic about the game. He loves it. And, and you, you know, the best thing about it was he, was he was enjoying it. You know, he was really enjoying the game. I think that's a massive point. I think you saw a lot of people playing with smiles on their face on Sunday. And it was so nice to see, you know, these guys have been through a tough time. And whether you like them individually or you don't or whatever... It's so nice to see them getting over the hump. Talking of getting over the hump, Drew, the first goal uh, came in the second half. Pepe, great cross. But my God, Newcastle gave Aubameyang all the time in the world. No challenge for the head. Uh, we'd struggled to create really clear-cut chances. I know um, uh, I know, Eddie'd missed a, missed a sitter um, earlier on, but you know, it was the give-me we really needed, wasn't it? Yeah, I would say so. Um, but it, I mean, I mean, we kind of see this. I think we saw this a lot under you, know, you could say under Wenger, even sometimes under Unai, where when teams would sit back, sometimes you just need that right ball in, and you hope for a bit of luck. And I think we got it. Um, you know, Oba is not you know the most brilliant in the air, but he's pretty crafty. His movement is good, but you know he found that he's mismatch. Like common, he's right, like common. but he I'm found right. that mismatch with Lazaro, who, with all due respect, while he, you know, he's now kind of a wing back, but he came up as a winger. At, at, at Red Bull Salzburg, so he's not the most defensively stout, and I think Opa can, for to you know, to his credit, he can find that mismatch in the box very well, and he found it. And that ball in was, was quite good, and I think that's kind of one of the things that frustrates me sometimes about a lot of the backlash that Nicola Pepe gets, is because well, he's not banging in the twenty goals that people would have assumed in his first year when he when he came over from Lille. I don't think anyone should expect that, but he's also one of those types of players where much like Ozil and and, and Opa and, and Lacazette. He has that bit of quality that you kind of need, and if you give him space and time, and once he's in, in some decent form, that's what he can produce. And the fact that he now leads, you know, the, the club and assists in the league this season you know, after the weekend performance kind of shows you what he still can bring, even if he's not banging the goals like we would have assumed. So, I think it's something we need to see more of, and I think that's another way where 
we can get Oba goals. I, I mean, a lot of people are going to be critical of it, but I think Arteta, he's going to try to field his best 11 every weekend. I think he genuinely feels that that's going to be Oba. I, I, I want to come on to Miguel Arteta at the end, actually, because I really sure. want to drill down into him, and I want, to, I, want to, I want us to focus on him. Jeff, Nicholas Pepe, he's got an assist. Next thing, he grabs himself a goal. I think he, I thought I, I'll, I'll be happily be critical of Nicholas Pepe. I, I don't think he commits enough at times, but all game he looked to take on players. You know, even in tight situations where he was on a bit of a loser, he was looking to go for it, and his bravery and wanting to do that really paid off in his goal, didn't it? Yeah, it did. But uh, I mean, he has struggled a bit. But he, the Premier League's fierce, mate. It's you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a totally different league to where he's been playing in before. It's fierce. The game's a lot far. You know, it's, you know, everyone knows. But so we, he's just going to have time to adjust. I remember Bobby Perez coming over, struggling for the first fifteen months. I mean, Thierry Henry when he come over, he, he struggled for fifteen, eighteen months as well. I'm not saying he's going to be anywhere anywhere near that class of player. But listen, we've got to give him time. I see a talent in him. He's got plenty of pace. He has got confidence because you see him trying to take two and three players on. Um, you know, he's got great quick feet. Uh, he's got a shot on him. He can take a free kick. We've seen that already. We've just got to persevere and, and, and willing to get his confidence and keep playing him, let him get his confidence and, and, and we go from there. I do I do think we've got a player that we've just got to you know, get it out of him, make him comfortable. I've I, I got to be honest here. I, when, he, when he looks on it, he, he, he looks like a stallion. He, you know, he just, I just want them to commit defenders because he, he scared them stiff. Ball his feet, he scares them stiff. Knock it past them, make him think. Because he, I just think, you know, he could be a, a really great talent. Um, Drew, back to you, mate. That, well, bit of a bit of time there where we dominated the game, and all of, all of a sudden, some really lovely interplay, a driving run, which you know we've been looking for for months from players from Mesut Ozil, and at the end of the move, he gets his goal. Um, your thoughts, please. I don't know. It's not, not too much to say. It's just more of, I think you kind of already hit the nail on the head. That that's kind of what you want to see. When things aren't going well, if you, know, if you can't break teams down, you have to drive play. And I think that's kind of where it begins and ends. And with a team that we're going to be seeing, hopefully, week in, week out, I think you'll see more of that. It gives us tactical flexibility, which I don't think we've really had in quite a while. I think that you need you need that all the all the top sides, not just in the Premier League, but all the top sides in the have that ability to kind of switch gears when things aren't working. Um, Liverpool do it quite well. City, when they're on form, do it quite well, even to a certain extent. So um, if we can have that dynamic really bedded into the team come next season, I think you'll see a much different Arsenal, and certainly for the rest of the campaign as well. I, I tend to agree, mate. I tend to agree. I was really pleased he attacked the space. He got forward. We, we were direct. You know, we took them on. Uh, you know, we've been looking for this team to be more positive over the part since Christmas, since Mikel Arteta took over. And that little bit of confidence, the two goals, it showed us what we could do. Jeff, maybe, I I, I, I don't mind giving this guy, I don't mind giving any of a stick, let's be honest, okay? But Alexander Lacazette, he's warmed the bench all day. He comes on. He, he gives you his usual 100%. But he got that little bit of luck we needed, and to, to wrap the game up four 0 How pleased are you for the boy? 
You know what? I'm a big fan of Lacazette. He's not been having a good season, but I, I really am a big fan. He, I, personally, I think he's maybe the most technically gifted player at the club, <clears throat> or he's up there at least. But um, he, he's not. He's not. He's. He looks like. Um, he looks like he might be a little bit overweight or just under fitness. Uh, even from the from the start of the season, I don't know whether that is a lack of interest or something or what. Maybe you know he. Did. I mean, he problem is he's. <clears throat> Under all the three managers, I know the, 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 what do you call it? Mikel's the fourth now. He was he was always uh, he was always taken off with with twenty minutes to go, uh, and there's got to be something in that. They've got to be looking at the stats and they realizing he's not fitting off, or he he, he drops his levels in the last 15, 20 minutes and he gets taken off. And it, it must be awful every single week where you're getting taken off every single week on with 15 or 20 minutes to go and you've got to have that walk of shame, so to speak, you know, especially when we haven't been playing that well and, and, uh, and not winning matches is different. If you, you're winning two or three, you can go off and everyone's going to be cheering with you. But when, you know, when we've been a little bit uh, depressing, uh, not really playing well, when you, when you get in, uh, taken off, it's, it's almost uh, a, a kind of an insult. You're not good enough to be on there. We're going to replace you. But I, I do think he's a, he's a, I think he's a top player. Um, if he can just liven himself up a little bit, I mean that's that's it. If we can get another one, if we can get him into it, we've got to try and fit. I would like to see them three and then four up top and just stick with them and let them run. Urzil, Abamyang, Pepe, Lacazette, and and try and work it where we can get them into the team every single week. I got to be honest, with you, I, I, I'm, he misses that runner from deep for me. He loves playing off a, a deep runner, laying the ball off and turning is part of his game. I think he's really missed that. I think he's been frustrated. But it was so pleasing to, for him to get the goal. Um, Drew, it, you know, it was an excellent second half performance. Um, I'm going to go run through a couple of players now. And to be honest, these are the players everybody's been talking about. And, and, and fair play, they deserve it. Okay? Um, Bakayoko Saka. Um, I don't think he'd be thriving as much if he was playing further up the park, but he's taken on the left-back role and he is making the most of his opportunity and he's growing in confidence week on week. Um, what do you make of his performance, Paul? I think everyone's happy with it. And the comparison you can make is you have uh, Alfonso Davies at Bayern is doing much the same. He was a winger. He had to drop back to become a left-back because of injury and he's producing similar results under similar circumstances. And because Saka is by nature a wide, a wide player for the forward, his attacking instincts really give us that, that quality on the overlap that we were hoping to get from, from others in the past. And what we're hoping to get from Tierney before his injury record kind of kicked in a little bit. And I do like the fact that he's, you know, he's, he works hard. It's not just about him making that overlap, putting a decent ball and it's, he does track back. He does get stuck in and he, it shows that sometimes you do have those, those those younger players who really know that they have to fight every week to really put in those performances to prove to the manager they deserve to be there. And I know we have a, probably a question later from one of the listeners regarding what happens when Tierney comes back, so we can come on that later. But right now, he's giving Arteta a, a good selection headache. You know, I think right now, if he if he's fit and he's remaining fit and if he's informed, you kind of have to stay with him. I think he's earned it. And I think it gives us another, again, another dynamic that we didn't have. I think before... Just briefly, when you have someone like Kolesnitsch making the overlap, he would kind of do that cutback that you saw maybe a lot under under Wenger or Unai. But but Saka can play that that deeper ball that you get from someone like Robertson at Liverpool, for example. He can he can put the ball in from 30, 35 yards out, and it really makes that defense have to kind of draw themselves out 
have another thing to have to worry about, that makes it that makes it better. Again, tactical options for us it gives us better balance. Things that we've been missing, and and it's really bearing fruit right now. No, absolutely, Paul. Absolutely, I, I, I I've enjoy, I'm enjoying because I thought he he came on the scene the bang, then he struggled as the team are struggling. In all fairness, and watching him come through, and it's that development of a young player, isn't it? Um, Jeff, somebody who. He's, he's come back really well recently, but I thought he had a bit of a quieter game on Sunday. Hector. Well, yeah. That's, I mean, let me, let me have a quick word about Saka, if I may, as well. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> the problem is, you know, like, um, he's, 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 he's learning on the job, and I, I can't imagine how difficult that must be to learn on the job to play to play left back when you're a, a, like a left wing back or about left maybe left winger in the old style of play to be able to, to change it, it it can't be it can't be easy and he has he has adapted very very well but the higher you go up in quality <coughs> of teams and opponents that's when you'll get found out and the bigger the bigger the game that's when you'll get found out and uh, generally that's when the crack starts to show. It's happened for us in, in the past in Champions League games and I remember Kieran Gibbs have, has, has done us a couple of times on the back post when, you know, I think it was Bayern or, or one of them, United or, you know, one of them games and it's and that those are the, the fine fine moments where, you know, you when you're a proper left back and you play there all your life, it's just it's a it's a remote that you know what position you've got to be in. You know what I'm saying? It's all well and good when you're going forward, but it's the defensive part that um, that is most important. Go on, Jay. You were going to say something? Yeah, he, he did get caught out on um, on a counter attack. Uh, it didn't come to anything, so it was fine. But you know, you could see that you know he, he was he's 18. I'm not being funny. He looks like he's on loan from the local comprehensive school. <laughs> you know he I mean? does. He does. You know, he, he's so young. He is. It's 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 magnificent to see him in the team. It's great to see him doing well. But this, as you say, this is a massive learning curve for him. And it's brilliant. He's done. He's done really, really well. He has adapted better over as as the games have got on. I just I'm aware, and I'm always a little bit weary of um, you know if he plays up against someone that's got top top quality, they'll just they'll just lure him, him into mistakes, you know. And especially concentration and positional stuff. If you know, we've not really had a team go at us for uh, 20, 25 minutes down that right hand side, you know. Um, <clears throat> so it might be a tough one. Hector Bellerin, oh, I don't know, mate. He, he troubles me sometimes. Honestly, sometimes he's he, he great going forward, but he's another one that I'm not. I'm not quite sure he's a proper defender. You know, I'm not I, sure. I'm, I'm not I'm, quite I'm, sure he's a proper right back. If, if you look at Terence Trent Derby and the jock up at, at the ball pushers, <laughs> okay, you know those boys can't defend for toffee when they turned. I think this is the thing of the modern of the modern fullback. It may be Ashley Cole, may have been the last guy who could get forward and do his defensive duties. Because like Roberto Carlos, was he brilliant in defence? No, I know what you're saying, but it, I mean, it's it's a lot of this, especially being a fullback. 
It's about positional. You've yeah. got to be in the right position. If you can get your body in the right position early, right, and they can't slide a pull down, a, a pass down in between you and the centre half because you're, you know, you're nice and tight. Where you can, they've got to play it out wide, and you need you can defend from that because you've got plenty of pace. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone going to get the ball down, face him up, and say, "Come on, we'll have a we'll have a we'll have a foot race," because it's going to be, you know, I fancy Bellerin. He's got plenty of pace, so they've either they've either got to catch him out of position, or you know, he'll make him lose his concentration. It's the same thing as on the other side, and I do I do worry about him sometimes. And that it's, for me, he's still got a hell of a long way to go to to to. For, for, to be in a, a team when we're fighting for the Champions League and the uh, the, the Premier League, I, I think it's a fair it's fair to say, and this goes for himself. It goes for Holding. It's going to go for Chambers as well. You know, the Hector and Holding are still rehabbing. The, you know, they've had massive injuries which take time to to come back from properly. And, you know, we, we can't do them the service of expecting them to be fully fit, even at this stage. There was an interview, oh, I can't, Jordan Nobbs, um, Arsenal ladies. Um, I can't remember where it was. I do apologise to whoever was doing it. But as she said, you know, I, I've had the same injury. I wasn't a professional sportsman. It took me two years to come back from it. And she was saying when she came back, Every week was another step on that recovery road. Rehab is a massive thing. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a continuous progress. So let's not harm a Hector. He doesn't deserve that. What did you have a club foot, Jace? I'd have gone through you all around you. It doesn't really matter. Uh, it's true. It's true. Let's play a good side step. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and normally I'm falling you, over. You, you never got over that club foot, did you? Go on, oh, you're all right. Tell you what, it gave the bells. Sorry, mate. Go on, I broke you there. Go on, carry on. True. Um, we, we've already mentioned him once, but Danny Ceballos. Um, you're already hearing talk of, we need to sign him up, we need to do this. He's had an injury this season. That's all he's had is two and a half good games. Yeah, well, is there a question that's coming? Do you... <laughs> two and a half good games, do you sign any player? No, no, it's it's going to be, we have to survey it for the rest of the season. You know, we don't know how he's going to perform the next match. You could have an absolute stinker and get taken off at halftime. But I think the overall assumption of the assertion is that we need a player like him in the team. I think we can all agree. And I think most of the fans agree. It doesn't necessarily have to be him. I think he's showing that he's, he's bringing to the table things that we're missing. But again, we don't know how he's going to get on. And if we can look at the market and find someone of a very similar build, similar skill set, you know, that maybe we can get some more consistency out of, we should do it. Yeah, I know people make the argument that, oh, well, he has a Real Madrid player for a reason, right? But he's not at Real Madrid playing for Real Madrid for a reason as well. So it kind of works both ways a little bit. Depends on the flip of the coin. Um, I'd be more than happy to, to bring him on a full deal if he shows the remainder of the year that it's deserved. But if not, at least he's showing us what we need. And I think that in and of itself is still at least a plus point for us moving forward. So... Well, let's be honest, the talent is there. To, is there. Yeah. You can all see the talent. There's no question in the boys' talent, okay? The, the biggest issue with Danny Ceballos for me is, given the club's financial situation mm -hmm. and the fact we don't particularly want to be spending money at the moment, 
the, the you know the premium that we'll pay because he is at Real Madrid, you probably will get better better value elsewhere. You know, there, there are a lot of good players around Europe, and I think that's something that we're all kind of forgetting at the moment. It's two and a half good games. The poor buggers had injury problems. That's 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 not great, you know, and, and you've got to feel for him, but we need that consistency. Um mm-hmm. Jeff, Eddie Nketiah. Eddie Nketiah, his foot is his Premier League start debut. Lots and lots of hard work from the lad. I know. It's, to be honest with you, I think it's quite bizarre that um, that he gets a start in front of Lacazette, even even though Lacazette's not not been at his best. Um, I was at that game when he when he come back on the Norwich game. I think it was he come on as sub and, and and won us the game. Was it? I think it was in extra time, the two one game. And was it Norwich in the in the League Cup or whatever it was? I was yeah. at that game. It was it was unbelievable. Brilliant. It was all we was all half taking the piss on the, the, and that's when the, the the Eddie chant Eddie Eddie. You know, like because it was it was a shit game. It was freezing cold and we just wanted something to liven the crowd. Anyway, he's come on and got us out of jail basically. And uh, he's been a he's been a, 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 a gem of the fans ever since then. But listen, it's, <clears throat> this is a professional football club, right? You, you, you know, it's, it's it's great to have them young kids come through. But a centre forward, a, a Premier League football club, especially a, a big team like Arsenal, I still I think we're a big team by the way at the moment. Um, you've got to be able to bang them goals in, or you've got to create goals for for your teammates or you've got to do something unfortunately I don't think I don't I don't see a, a Premier League footballer in Eddie Nketiah yet he might improve I think he's got to fill out a little bit but I don't see him I just don't see I don't even see flashes of him if I'm being honest with you I think he looks a little bit scared he's you know he gets caught in the in the, the rabbit gets caught in the headlights a little bit <clears throat> and it is such a it's all right when you're coming on the sub in a in a league cup game, but when you're when you when you're being touted as coming, you you got to get in there now. But now is your time, and you've got you've got to you know pull up them performances. There's so much intense pressure on you that it takes you to a new level. And unless you've got the mentality to to get up into that level, like other players have done in the past, you know, and then come through and just bag loads of goals. And just and just gone on from it. Uh, it's very difficult. And it, but if you're not bagging in the goals, you, like I said to you, you do need to. You do need as a number nine or, or a centre forward that plays up top. You do need to be creating or at least you know getting a few chances, making a few chances for yourself that you can you can look at. I don't unfortunately see that from Eddie at the moment. He needs a little bit of Matteo Guendouzi self belief, doesn't he? You know, he just needs to. He does, yeah. Rock out with his cock out. Do you know exactly, I mean? yeah. Don't give a fuck and just go yeah. for it, mate. You know, you're playing at Arsenal Football Club. Yeah, everyone else, you're only humans you're playing against, right? Have a little bit, show a bit of bollocks and get the ball down. Start having a go at these centre-halves. He's a nippy. You can see he's got pace, oh. right? You know, and you did. He had a chance in that first half when he he, he he divvered a little bit and he didn't know whether he was going to take it on his right foot or on his left foot. That's because he's not got the confidence at the moment, right? And I've seen Ian Wright do it in early stages at Arsenal, doing the same thing. But then yeah, as a centre-forward, sometimes you've just got to get your head around it, make a bit of space and ping it and see what happens. Take a deflection, you'll get a goal and away you go. Sometimes if you've got too much time and you overthink things, Against a decent defender, they'll knock it away, and you're looking like a mug falling on the floor. You know what I mean? 
Well, this is the thing. That Norwich game, he just went for it, didn't he? He just went on and he... Didn't he? he? Oh, he was like, he was like a, you know, he was like Michael Owen on speed. You know, he's just banging in there. And, and and this is the thing. When he hit the crossbar, I, I felt for him. You could see his face. He knew what he'd done. He knew he leant back too far. And your heart broke for the lad. You, you, you wanted him to get that goal to sort of go on. But Eddie, if you are listening, if you're daft enough to listen to us in the okay? Fucking go out there and enjoy yourself, fella. Okay, that's right, because it was on us. That Norwich game, it was on us. And, it, and it, it, it's, it was quite clear that the manager said to him, listen, Eddie, it's on us. Just get the ball, do what you can do, and run at them. Hurt yeah. them. Go down the central and just keep running at them. It don't matter if you lose the ball. And he was unbelievable. And he's creating so much. Why hasn't he got the bottle to do the same thing now? Because the crowd would suffer it for a little bit. This is the thing. I, I don't think it's bottle. I think sometimes they kind of forget you're the centre forward. You are the focus of the attack. Okay, you make the movement. They've got to find you with the ball. You keep making those runs. You keep doing what you know, getting down that channel. You keep doing it. If they're not getting the ball to you, give them shit. Yeah. Screw it if it's Mendy Who gives them yeah. monkeys? Screw it if Nicholas Pepe thinks he's worth seventy-seven million quid. Give him yeah. stick. It's true. I don't. I don't yeah. think he's going to be one of them players that that is going to hold the ball up and like a Giroud type play. Yeah. He just he hasn't got the frame. He is going to be one of them players that's on the shoulders of centre halves and defenders, and that's when they're shitting themselves because the ball goes in behind them. He's, he's like we'll he, he, get onto it. I'm not being funny. If he ends up like a Michael Owen, I'd be over the moon because he's going to get you goals and he's going to get you goals in clutch situations. But come on, Eddie, you can do it, Drew. I've got two for you at the moment. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you know, I've got to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in your opinion. Mustafi and Luis. Uh. Fair play, okay? Let's let's be honest, okay? Like we said at the beginning of the show, Newcastle are not a team who play with the ball at the feet. Do you know what I mean? They play on the counter. They're not set up to have the ball. But it's another clean sheet, isn't it? you got to play with the, the players who are performing, and I think... Um, you know, not for nothing, we, we all can be critical of both you know, David Luis and, and Mustafi throughout however long they've been here. But um, if Arteta looks at them and, and says that they're the types of center backs he needs to, to really instill, you know, the ethos and, and, and the, the approach that he wants and it's working, then you don't change it, especially, you know, rotating center backs. It's, it spells disaster. You need more than any position on the field other than central midfield. You need, you need them to have, have that good chemistry. You need to, you know, rotating it always, you know, breeds mistakes. And I think we saw that with Emery when he was here. You know, every second or third match, there was a different centre-back pairing, whether it was one or the other. And I think that kind of was one of the reasons why we had such a hard time, you know, really hammering down and keeping a clean sheet. Um, they're both decent on the ball. They both can, can bypass the press by playing the ball over the top. And I think given Arteta's work when he was with Pep at City, you kind of should have assumed that he's going to want ball-playing centre-backs. And I think they've both performed pretty well. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that in the summer, based off of finances, that we might not want to upgrade on, say, Mustafi. But I do think that both of them still have a, a large role to play this season. And certainly, I think Mustafi, particularly, I think he should be kept next season because, well, I don't know if he should be starting long term for the club. He's still a decent option for your third or fourth choice center back, you know, given the way Arteta wants to run things. But I think that's also predicated on a few things. You know, if Saliba comes back and he settles, then we might be seeing more of him. You know, we don't know what we're going what we're gonna do with Mari if it's uh, you know how he's gonna settle if we're gonna if it's not just gonna be alone. Um, I you know, but for me, they've played well and 
Listen, it was Newcastle, sure, but you can only play what's in front of you. Yeah. And I think the fact that they're performing and they've been they've been performing for the last couple of weeks now that everybody's been settled, I think both of them have actually upped the, up, up their levels quite a bit. So you run with it. Don't change things. You don't need to change it. You know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right now, it's working, so don't break it. it it's it's very funny how now that we've got settled midfield and the man who just pulled the team together with a little bit tighter all over the park. Yeah, you know we. Mikel Arteta has not done, and we'll, we'll come on to this a bit later, but he's not done anything defensively with the team, in my opinion. What he's done, he's just pulled everybody in a little bit tighter. We are now a unit instead of being 11 individuals. And you can see that in the play. They're getting protection from the midfield, and you're seeing far less mistakes. You're seeing far less panic in, in, in our back four. It's, it's very surprising that when we defend as a team, it defends your centre box defend better, isn't it? Well, it's also communication as well, and I think that's something that we certainly have struggled with. Even in the in the final year two of Wenger's reign, we you could see it at the back, particularly that communication was poor if it if it existed at all. You see it more now. The positional understanding is much better, as you say. You get support from from the midfield. You know, the fullbacks will come back more regularly now, more effectively. But again, if you if you pull your centre backs just in that little bit tighter. They're not being killed by that one long ball off over the top that always used to just, for example, like when we played Newcastle the, the you know the first time this season, constant long balls over the top. Jolington, Joel, for fuck's sake, was, was yeah. beating our our centre backs to the balls over the top, and now it's not. So you can see that there's just little tiny tweaks here and there that you notice the manager is making, and they're being very effective. It's you know it's a good thing to see for sure. Absolutely, pal. Absolutely, Jeff. Before we go into Mikel Arteta, um, Gwen Doozy. Yeah, a favourite under Unai Emery. He's Marmite, isn't he? He's um, <laughs> Marmite. So half the fan base love him, half the fan base, I, you know, yeah. not, not so keen on him. Me, my opinion is that he's, 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 very, he's very young, 20 years old. He's played a hell of a lot of football for yeah. Arsenal since he's yeah. been here, right? And he hasn't, no, he hasn't even taken a breath. And he's another one that he doesn't hide. So he's confident in his own ability. All right, he hasn't, uh, he hasn't progressed that much. But he hasn't, I don't think he's dipped that much either. I think he's just stayed at the level. And he, he hasn't had a lot of help around him. He's, uh, he's so, so young. And to be trying to dominate uh, a centre midfield in a Premier League game at 20 years old, as, as something, mate. There's not many players that have done that. And you know what? He's, he's held his own, but and, and he's got a lot of bottle. He will, he will. If we're up against it, right? He will try and take the game to the, to the opposition. He, if there's a scrap, he's going to be the first one in. So I wouldn't discount him. I, I like uh, Gwen Doozy. I really do. I'm not sure. I, I, what, I, what I struggle with is he doesn't offer you a lot defensively. He doesn't offer you a lot in attack. Okay. He, he needs to find a role, and that's down to Mikel Arteta to work with him to find his role in this team. As you say, he never hides. The boy, you, you've got to admire him. He's got bottle in abundance. You know, I, I love his exuberance. He always keep on working. You can see, you know, okay, he's dipped up and down a bit with the, the, the play acting this season, but he's made an effort to improve on it and to hold his defence, in all fairness. I think it's a time he needs to just relax, start listening to Arteta. Arteta really needs to concentrate on finding him a role within this team. You know, if if you fancy him as, I know you, you know, okay, you can say that you know midfielder should be able to do everything, 
but let's get him a bit more defensively disciplined first and then he can build from there. Do, you know, would it be too soon to sell him in your opinion? No, yeah, definitely. You Listen, <clears throat> I remember when Jordan Henderson went to Liverpool, right? You know, and I don't think he was, he was on this very, very similar path. He wasn't, he wasn't doing anything really. He was just sitting in there. He'll keep the ball and he'll defend okay. You know, he weren't pulling up trees, but you look at the player he is now and you look at what it does for Liverpool. Uh, you know, I, I, I still don't like him that much, but if you take him out of that team, I think there'd be something missing. There's, there's no, all the, all the, Premier League, you know, the pundits and that, they're saying the same thing, that he is holding that team, you know, they're building the team around him. And if you did take him out, you know, there'd be a difference. And I think I think Flamini could grow into that type of player where, you know, he sits in there and he's the cog. He's that cog that just keeps everything rolling along. And I hope he does. i got to be honest here. I'd like Arteta to give him another season, okay? But, Drew, I can see him being sold in the summer. The only reason why I think he'd be sold is if we got a phenomenal bid and the club uses it to reinvest. Um, Nobody's going to bid stupid money. For no, correct. well, they're 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 idiots out there. Don't be necessarily that surprised. <laughs> but I, I think you see what you need them. Correct. But for me, I think I, I don't know. Maybe he struggled, you know, under Emery before we made it switch. But yeah. not for nothing, the vast majority of midfielders in the world are only as good as the structure allows them to be. So when we were poorly structured before Arteta came in, I think that's when you saw maybe more of Gendouzi's struggles a little bit. And and not for nothing, he still is only 20 years old. He has put a lot of football at his age. Um, and sometimes you can still burst onto the scene as a young player. That's why people need to be a little bit more cautious when they're over-evaluating players. Everyone's so high on Saka right now, but you know he's done well with a limited amount of space. How he gets on later on, it's not a matter. You know, people forget. You know, Julian Weigel went to Dortmund from 1860 Munich, and he had a brilliant first season, coming from you know a lower rung, working himself into the team on match day one. He became a key cog in his first year as a youngster, and now he's already shifted to Benfica. Lost his place at Dortmund before that. There's a reason for that. You know, so I think a little bit of patience is, is, is required. Also, I, not for nothing, I do think that. When I look at Gendouzi, I see a midfielder who maybe is a bit more suited to a 4-3-3 rather than a two-man midfield. Yeah. Um, I think because he's more balanced, he doesn't really excel in one thing. I think he he's kind of in that gray area. And when you have a midfielder like that, unless he finds a bigger niche for himself, I think he's better suited to a three-man midfield. But he's young. He'll learn, um, especially under a player like Arteta, who he was a midfielder. So you have to maybe think that he can set him down and, and find a better role for him as he moves forward. He still has some development to do. So it's kind of tough to say, but um, certainly, I don't know, I think he has a future, but if we did sell him, I probably wouldn't be that necessarily surprised given some of the players we have at the club, you know, at under 23s or under 19s, players we currently have, players we might bring in. It'll all depend, but I don't think we have to be married to any player. I think there are very few players that most fans at any big club, they've married themselves to. I think you have to start looking at players very differently in modern football. I don't think a lot of people have really come to terms with that yet. So, yeah, I've got to be honest. I'd love to see Guendouzi do well with us. Yeah. I'd love to see, I, you know, because he he plays with heart and sleeve, and I, and I adore that in people. He's he, you know he's got something about him. Let's hope he can find it in himself, and Mikel can, you know, really coach him and and bring it out to him. Guys, um, fantastic win on the weekend. You know, we've been waiting for this now. For a while, it forever it seems. Um, Jeff, 
I, I look at recent performances, although there haven't been many big Ws, you know, it's, it's all been draws, it's been ludicrous. We've been there, we've been there about, but you can see Arteta ball developing, you know? Yeah. All of his positives from week on week. I thought the second half, you know, that had been coming for a while, you know. We were going to win the game and win the game handsomely sooner or later. From the chaos that was Unai Emery and um, uh, and Freddie Lundberg, to be honest with you, how do you feel about this team now, mate? You know, um, again, I'm very guarded. There's always a little bit of a bounce when a new manager comes in. Uh, we had it under, under Unai Emery. Um, it didn't happen under Freddie for, for many circumstances. I don't think the players was uh, confident in, in that appointment. And they know, you know, as a caretaker manager that, you know, that they, they, there's going to be a new man coming in. So they're not going to not have concert, so to speak. Thing is, though, um, we, we've got a great game. I think Everton are a fantastic... I think Everton on, on at the weekend are a fantastic uh, team for us to play at the moment. They're not one of them teams that are just going to come back and park the bus, and we've got to plow, you know, plow, try and plow through them and, and, and get get goals. They will come out. They will. Uh, they will attack us, I believe, uh, and that will make it an interesting game. And I think it will be a better game for us. So at the moment, I think the Everton game is a uh, is is going to be a great opponent for us. Yeah, there's some, uh, you know, there's some, there's some kind fixtures coming up for us. Drew, your views on Mikel Arteta? Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing. I can see uh, a long-term future for him uh, and, and the way he sees the game, especially with some of the players we got coming through and we have at the club. Um, do you share that positivity, or are you a bit more guarded? No, I share it, but probably a bit of both. I think. If you if you really survey it, you've seen you know the positive outcomes from it. You know defensively we've been a lot better. You see the football he wants to be played. We're getting more confident with it week by week. Um, our important players are finding more confidence as well. Now that they're finding some consistency, um, these are all positive points. But again, you know you have to take it with a grain of salt. Um, and I think a lot of questions will be answered maybe in the summer. You know how we handle. The transfer market might tell you kind of what we're in for a little bit. Um, but no, I, I, I think initially, I think, you know, there's a lot of people who were being overly critical. Simply, they're still harping on the point that they didn't get a, a bigger name to manager in. A lot of people are looking at, ironically, Everton and saying, oh, well, this is why we should have brought in Ancelotti. But the problem is, if the club are looking for a, a longer term appointment, who they want to build something with, Ancelotti's not your guy. He hasn't been at a club for more than two years since he was at Real Madrid, I think, or maybe even before that. Um, so I don't think the club wanted to go that direction. I think if, if you look at what Arteta can bring, he's younger, he's he's progressive-minded in, in the game, you know, he wants to build something, he has principles that he's established. I think it, it made sense, and I think right now you're kind of seeing what we were hoping for, maybe on a reduced level because we're not getting the wins we thought. But if we can build on uh, the Newcastle result, we might, who knows, we might go on and, and win three in a row now and then. And then people will change their tune as our fan base usually does. So <laughs> let's just wait and see. But so far I'm quite happy. I, 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 I'm still positive that the season, you know, I have been and, and, and I continue to be so. But Jeff, one of the things that it surprised me when this came out about Arteta as a player, 
And now that he's a coach, a manager, whatever you want to call it, I love seeing it. He's definitive in what he wants to see. He is not moved by anybody else's opinion unless it's a constructive opinion. He seems to understand exactly what he wants. He demands the very highest from these players. And yes, you know, he can accept that, okay, we're not there yet, but you can see the hard work that the guys are putting in. So he'll be patient, but he knows exactly what he wants to get out of this team, how he wants them to play and what he expects from each individual. And God help them if they're not going to try to do their best to deliver that. Well, he's had the, he's had a, an incredible education. Uh, he's played under some fantastic football managers and he's been underneath um, um, two two great managers as I mean his he, end days at Arsenal he's more or less coaching um, under Wenger and um, when he went up to City for, for Pep there's, there's obviously a reason Pep fancied him up there he, he, he fancied him as he, he was going to be a coach Wenger's always said that he's a, he will be a, a good coach um, and I think at the time the appointment was most probably the best we could do at that particular time I, I, you know, like I said already, I'm a little bit guarded because there is a bounce, but I do believe in him. I do like the way I can see. I can, I think, I believe that we are going to try to play the Arsenal way. We're going to try and play uh, a good football, not so defensive. Um, uh, and and I think you just got to give him time. It's all according to what he does. And if he can get some good purchases in, and we we can go on a run and start getting them wins, it all changes. That that everything changes. It can just change overnight. You know the confidence. That's the that's the final ten or fifteen percent in this game to to make you winners or, or losers. And if you can just get on that run, get a buzz, and and the players believe in him, and he brings good players in gets good purchases in um, you know you don't you don't know where it's going to go but listen you I think you've got to give him a chance I'll give him three years and see how he goes I really would I, I've got to be honest there I mean he he wasn't my initial choice he really wasn't but the more I've seen of him the more I just like him you know I I, I just like I just like the, what he brings I like I like his attitude I like I like his demeanour and I like the fact he's got an iron will um Drew, as Jeff said, we've got we've got a number of good fixtures coming up. And just looking at the Premier League ones, you've got Everton, then you've got West Ham, um, Brighton, you've then got Southampton, Norwich, Wolves. Wolves will be tougher and Leicester. Okay. Yes, they're tough games, a couple of them, but they're all eminently winnable. You know, there's nothing there to be scared of. We're only seven points off fourth. I think, and I may be absolutely willing to mark in saying this, if I'm Mikel Arteta, judging by his character, I think he's thinking I can get fourth. I I, I would say so. I think that has part and process to do with the fact that he was a player here when expectations were that we needed to be in Champions League every year. And I think he feels we belong there. Um, but for me, it's going to be key. We need as many points as humanly possible before we get to that Wolves match. Wolves, Leicester, Spurs, Liverpool, four in a row in the league is very difficult, especially if we if we do progress through Europa League at that point as well. Um, could be some tired legs, might pick up another injury or two in the squad. It's it's going to be tricky. So I think he's really, and I do think 
circling back to something that we mentioned before, I think that's why Enkedia started against Newcastle because you would assume at home that's almost like a gimme result. I think everyone expects us to get three points. Resting Lacazette in that match is key because he's going to be heavily relied upon moving forward, particularly in those tricky fixtures when we get to late March, early April, and we have that really tr- tough run. We're going to need Lacazette every single week. Same thing with uh, Obama Yang. So um, I think you might see a little bit of rotation against Olympiacos, perhaps, because I think he really does. I agree with you. I think he does feel we could get top four and or, or at least bare minimum finishing the Europa League places, which no one would have pegged us on to do you know, maybe two months ago. I think everyone felt the season was dusted and we sort of just had to roll the punches and, and try to move forward for next year without Europe. But now that Europe seems to be mathematically possible and based off of our form, it could be. Um, I think he thinks the same thing. Um, but, you know, again, it's performances like the second half against Newcastle is how we have to start matches as well because there's, there's a couple of fixtures out there, even the trickier ones before you get to Wolves, where if we start slow, we might be finding ourselves one or maybe one or two nil down un- unexpectedly. Um, and again, because we have Europa League kicking back up again, it throws a little bit of a monkey wrench in. So um, I think you'll believe it, but it's going to be depending on, you know, if we can just remain consistent. I don't th- I don't think at all that he's, he's thinking about anything um, uh, top four or anything like that. I just think he's, he's taking, honestly, I think he just, he's just, he's one game at a time. He's, set, he's settling everybody down. He wants to get the right setup and, uh, He's, he's there and he's going to just try and make us win football matches. He's going to tell everybody else, forget about top four. Just keep plowing on and win football matches. And right. let's, see, let's see where it takes us. Because otherwise, it, if you put pressure on people, then you, you know, then you, you know. I, 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 agree, I agree with you, but I yeah. think he can have his goals, but he won't necessarily say that to them. It's, you know, win this because we need to get top four. It's more of, you, don't, you never tell your players, look, 16 matches down the road, and here's what we need, where we need to be. You always take one match at a time, always. Yeah. But I think, I think ideally, if you were to ask him at the end of the season, did you think we could have gotten here? Probably would tell you yes. But of how course. he handles it with the players is different. Man management is a different animal. And I agree with you. I do think he'll say, you know, take this one result build for the next one, and then after that, worry about the next one. But exactly. I, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And see, where we, and see where we go from there. And you yeah. know what? I do, I do think with the, the majority of the Arsenal fan base, I think he's got a buy until the end of the season anyway. Oh. I don't yeah. think we're expecting anything. He's not going to pull up trees, so we're, we're going to run with it and see. We'll give him all the or encouragement that they, they need, you know? Yeah. i, I got to be honest with you. I think this guy is one ambitious son of a bitch. I just think he's... I, I just think it's running through him... As a footballer, you heard stories. That's all he wanted to do was improve, you know, become better. You know, he's got that in the drive to him. I think, like you say, okay, yes, what he's what he's communicating to the squad is, guys, one game at a time. But in his long term plans, you know what? Let's win now. Do you know what I mean? And I, 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 I it's going to be interesting to see the way the way the season pans out. I'm excited for it and. You know, after after the Emery era, era I, I don't think I could have been any more unenthusiastic about football. I, you know, watching that dross week in, week out, watching the utter shambles. Yeah, no, but, it's true. You know what, going back to Arteta, I don't, I don't think he's one of the managers that, that will necessarily want to keep on buying players till we get a team. No. I, reckon he's, I reckon he's a manager that will want to improve players. I think he can do that. And that's the main thing, you know, the, the players, you don't, you don't end up at Arsenal Football Club being a shit footballer, right? Yeah. And, and you know, 
he's good. we have got a lot of talented players there. You see it. You can see there's a lot of players there that they are good on the ball. They're very confident on the ball. They've got a lot of talent. we just got to mould that right. And he's got to just give them that, like I say, the extra 10% of confidence to, to make them shine and, and, get, and just get it right. And I do think collectively he can, re, you know, he can improve everybody. And, you know, if he improves everybody, then the whole team obviously improves and every results will, will get better. Simple as that. Absolutely, but I also think if you listen to what he said about when he's come into the squad and you know when City played us, he you know he saw the squad so down, so sort of broken. You know what I mean? And I think you know his his first job is right. Let's galvanise them. Let's you know let's get backs against the wall mentality. Let's let's unify them as a team. You know the dressing room had been lost by the previous regime a long time ago. He's galvanising them now. You can see, like we spoke about earlier on, you mentioned the G, that they were playing football with a smile on their face. And that's massively important. It's massively important to see, you know, in any sport is enjoying the game. And I, I don't think this summer will be a big summer. I, I, I don't think, the, I'm not sure that these loan signings that are coming to me, they just, you know, I've... Filling I, gaps. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not even sure they're filling gaps. I think they're payoffs. To be honest with you, they just pay offs. I may be totally wrong, yeah, but you know, it's it's a, it's a conversation for another day. But I wouldn't leave Raúl Sanley. He would have biscuit him. By the summertime, he'll he'll know his squad, and he'll he'll know the feeling from these players, and he'll know which ones are signing up full blast to his regime and what he wants to do. Right, and he'll know one, the ones that don't, and, he, and he'll soon drop them off, and he'll replace them with people that do want to come in, you know. So but, you just, that's why you've got to give him a little yeah. bit of time. But I think as well, he'll wait for the right players. You know, there's a lot of talk at the moment about Upper Macam and other pe- people. Oh, like God, please stop. I know, but, but my, my, my point would be you've got Rob Holding, who's still fairly young, okay, coming back from long term injury. You're going to have a, a Callum Chambers coming back into the squad. William Saliba has been spoken about as the greatest centre-half ever. He's a teenager. You know, he's not even played, what was it, 30 games. Do you, do you know what I mean? You, you, he's building, he's going to build a squad. And that's going to take time. And he'll, I think he'll, you know, it'll be like a game of chess for him. We've had we've had a few of them that have been like that, you know, that stuck up, and you know, I remember Sendors when he first come through. He had half a dozen fantastic yeah. games, and I was thinking, "Fuck me, where we got this kid from?" And even Johan Giroud, you know. But again, you get it after the honeymoon period, and everything settles down, right? And you got big centre forwards like Drogba coming at you, oh. and all over be like a ration, top quality, skillful footballers that's just spinning you, putting you on your ass, right? There's a rude awakening, and it's how you react and how you adapt to them situations, whether make makes you a top class centre, a top class centre half defender, or whether you're just a mediocre one. And that's the, what you're going to see from these players. And this is the thing, you know, Emil Smith role last season was being spoken of as the next great, you know, Pele. Do you know what I mean? And you're thinking the poor kid, leave him develop, leave him enjoy his football, leave him develop naturally because these boys, you know, I, I think Will Lux is going to be a fantastic player. I think Maitland Niles is going to be a great player. Okay, you know, they're not all going to be world beaters. They can't all be Paddy Vieiras. But if you can fill that squad with your academy players and develop them, then, you know, the future is going to be bright for this club. I must leave that there. 
<laughs> questions. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying with you two boys today. It's great. It's good, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's you cheered up already. An hour ago, you're going to run someone over to car. Yeah, yeah. Oh, to be fair, I've got a message from Danny. The poor bug has been ill, so he gets a pass. Yeah. See, his name was Mud earlier on. Yeah, but you're right. <laughs> couple of, it's a couple of packets of cheddars. He'd be fine, mate, Danny. Don't worry <laughs> no, about that. Exactly, exactly. He's, wait, he's waiting for the Tesco's delivery, I suppose. <laughs> I think he's a Waitrose man now, Danny, mate. All the money he's piling in off this this podcast. Uh, he's not getting a dollar to poor kid out of, out of the podcast, that's for sure. Hey, boy, they, they all go on about AFTV, okay? Danny the GFP is like multi-millionaire off the back of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, no. £3.50 a week. Mind yeah. You. yeah. Question time, I think. I, I do apologise, listeners. I forgot to do Fife's Forum. Bit of a nightmare setting up today. Um, I've been, I haven't podded for a while, and Danny's been ill, so we're not as organised as we normally are. So our apologies. So we're just going to do some questions, have a chat amongst ourselves, and and leave it there for today. So I'm going to start with you, Drew, and then I want you to answer this as well, Jeff. Okay. When both um, from Kyle K at Call Me Kinslow. Um, that's C A L M E K I N S L O W. When both are fully fit, how do you see Saka and Tierney playing uh, and playing time working out? I think it'll be more of what we kind of mentioned before on our title. We'll look at who we're playing, maybe how they're set up and, and pick based off that. And, you know, um, Obviously, everyone talks about how good Tierney was going forward, but I think Tierney is more stout than Saka. I think he's a bit better defensively. So if we need someone who is a bit better at tracking back and can get stuck in, is decent in the air, if you need someone like that as fullback, you'll see Tierney. If you want to be more aggressive, you might see Saka again. But we kind of have to kind of tread softly. You know, when when young players get on form and they start playing and you immediately just drop them and they're out of the team for two months, that can really, A, can hamper the development, but B, mentally, sometimes it hits them pretty hard. So I think it's going to be a bit of a juggling act. I think both will see time, but initially when Tierney's fully fit, I don't think we just throw him back in the team either. I think Saka still deserves to get maybe another uh, one or two or three starts before maybe you, you, you throw Tierney in here and there for 20 minutes, you know, build his fitness up and then take it from there. But I don't think Saka should be forgotten about at all. Um, and it's clear that he, I don't think he's going to be used as a left wing because Martinelli can play there quite well. Obviously, Oba's being used as left wing. So I think Saka for the rest of the season we might see him more as a as a as rotational left back with Tierney based off of who we're playing. So that's how I would personally do it. But you know, cool. Gee, uh, well, uh, long term, I think both players are going to need great protection down that left hand side. Um, I do prefer Tierney because he's, he's been playing as a left back all his life, so to speak, uh, and that does does help. Um, I do prefer him. Uh, his forward play looks brilliant. His his, his crossing's just brilliant. Um, you know, he's he's, he's, yeah, he's up there. Yeah, he's up there. Uh, but whether or not you can get him on the football pitch for ninety minutes every single week is another is a, is a big question. And it wouldn't surprise me if um, if if we may, maybe even invest in a, uh, a, a half a decent left back just to tie us over. I think I think Tierney's definitely one for the future. And I think if we can keep him fit, he'll play most of the games. But I'm not sure that we've got confidence in keeping him fit all the time. I, I, I think he's going to just rotate them, to be honest with you. I think he's just going to rotate them. As you say, you, you look at the games where he thinks you know each individual player will suit best. I think he'll just rotate them to try to keep them both fit, both happy, 
because you know you've still got a young player in Saka to develop. He's he's not he's not near the finished article. It's going to take time, and I think he's going to you know you 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 what's the you're pruning the bush so to speak, aren't you? You know, so I, I think he's you know he's just going to develop them uh, at, at their own pace, which is going to be interesting to see. Just real fast, I think I think one of the issues I have had with this fan base for years is that everyone is so. All they want to see is homegrown talent get into the team at a young age and then be at the club for 15 years. And I think they have to look at it from a different angle. You know, it's great that Saka is playing well, but as you say, he's he's not even 19 yet. You know, he's got plenty of time to 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 figure out his game and and, and improve as a player um, under the right sort of regime and the right circumstances. So, you know, forcing that card to play, there's no need for it yet, especially when you already have other options at the club who are already more seasoned professionals who, as Jeff has already said, have been playing there for, for quite a while. You know, Tierney is highly experienced for his age. So there are options there. I mean, I, I get the, you know, the romance of it, but I think sometimes the fan base gets blinded by that as well. So just, you know, one, one step at a time kind of thing. Again, I want to see. I want to see how he adapts and how he takes yep. it once. Once Saka makes a, a couple of mistakes that will, you know, it's inevitable. It's going to happen mm-hmm. over the course of the season. So, hopefully, he can he can take it on the chin and and, and build on it. You know what I mean? But our jury's out with me on Saka. Bless him. And I don't know where. It, uh, it, you know, <clears throat> if he doesn't get in at le- that left hand side, there, I'm not sure. I'm still not sure if he's going to be, you know, is he going to be up on that left-hand side in the forward line? I'm not sure right now, mate. Are you? I, you know, I, I think Martinelli's way ahead of him in that, in, in that yeah. respect. Yeah. And it's, 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 you know, it's not to be detrimental to, to Saka. Like I say, he's on loan from the comprehensive school. <laughs> he's a child. He's 18 years of age. He's, he's got all his life ahead of him. And, and just leave him enjoy and leave him get out there and have a good time in the football pitch. And, you know, I, I just want to see him do well and, you know, do it for himself, you know, because he, he, he plays the game in the right way. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting conundrum for Arteta to manage properly. And you throw in the injury issues around that, you know, really interesting. Um, Jeff, to start with you with this one, Kyle at Destructible Cake says, and it's a two part question because he's a cheeky bugger and we love him. He always asks questions, so he gets to us too. Seven points off fourth, six points off fifth. Is the dream on? No, 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 honestly, mate, just forget about it. Forget about about the dream, right? Our, Our quickest way to the Champions League is to win the Europa League. Right, I yep. think we. Can, I think if we can build a bit of confidence, right, we're all, we've always been a good cup team, Arsenal, and I think if we build a bit of confidence, that the, the support will get behind us, and uh, we could maybe we could we could nick it uh, like United did a few years ago, just by winning the winning the Europa League. I think that's a possibility. Okay. Okay. Um, so we're gonna we just be hopeful. Forget about the fourth place. From I know. I, I, I admit. admit. Bear with me, bear with me. Bear with me. I'll, I'll come around to you for a second now. Drew, is the dream on? <laughs> I, I'm not jinxing anything. I think it's mathematically it's possible, but I don't know. I don't think we'll do it just because I think it's too reliant on how other teams perform as well. So You pair of little guests. Sorry, man. Jace, you've got six, about five or six teams above us that uh, have got to lose like yeah. three games, uh, uh, each of them. Yeah, you know? I'm going to play them all, okay? So, and Liverpool are going to play most of them. Boys, this is the Arsenal. 
We always compete in the league. It's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. We're going to be on it like a car bonnet. And when we finish fourth, lads, okay, I'm going to do a funny walk. Right? Because you, do funny, I, you do a funny walk anyway, is that? So I know, I do a funny walk. Anyway. doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I, I'm just excited at the moment. So, you know, look, I think I think if I'm Mikel Arteta, phew, yeah, I'm thinking fucking fourth is on. I, I, I And that's just the way it is. And if you don't make it, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. But if you've done your very best to get there, you know, and and you've given these players something to finish the season and be proud of, it's win, win, win. So, yeah, that's that's the way we're looking at it. The cheeky second there, Jeff Arsenal. David Oliver, okay, the boy up by Munich. He's expressed interest in one day playing for us. Would you have him? And if so, who would you sell to make way for him? I think there's a lot of wages involved again, isn't it? You know, that's the, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big player, been at plenty of big clubs. Um, he did up by you know, his career, a, a couple yeah. of loans, the Austrian lad. Um, uh, he's been on loan to well, Hoffenheim. Yeah. That's it. But he, he, I don't know, I don't think he cost that much, mate. Uh, well, uh, listen, I, I like him. What I've seen of him, I like him over the years, yes, but... I don't know, mate. I just, I just think that, um, I just think we maybe just we got us two centers, two centre halves out before anything else. That's what we've got to build, mate. I think we've got to get two. You got to, the, the the spine of the team has got to be correct, and uh, that starts at the back. You know, I, I've got trust in Leno, and the two centre halves. I just think they're appalling. To be honest with you, they're 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 thirty seconds away from making a mistake that concedes a goal. It's it's a shame, but it's the truth. We've seen it from each of them. <laughs> Alternative games that they've been playing, they've had a couple of good games. Everyone needs to calm down a little bit because. Oh mate, they do. They do scare me. So two centre arse. We don't know what Saliba's going to do when he comes in. He, you know, it's going to be difficult. So I, I would, I would concentrate on the two centre halves at the moment rather than a left hand side uh, player. I, I got to be honest. I think the midfield is where we got to start with. So I, I really do think that. But um, Drew, you love your German football. Go on. <laughs> I just don't think it's realistic. Um, you know, his market value is sixty million pound right now, or, and he might only have one year left on his deal. But how many players have we seen over the years say that they supported Arsenal when they were younger? It doesn't necessarily mean anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's sure. just, and I don't know. You know, he'll be twenty-eight eventually. You know, uh, actually later this year. No, later this year he'll be twenty-eight in June. So during the Euros, he'll be twenty-eight. Or yeah. why are we going to bring a twenty-eight-year-old when we already have you know Tierney is at the club still. Saka has shown some promise at left back. You still have a class edge at the club. You know, you're going to bring in a fourth left back right now. Even if you sell class edge, you're not going to bring in David Alba if you're if you have Kieran Tierney. If we didn't have Kieran Tierney, I'd probably agree that it's something we maybe could explore. But we have two younger players at that position plus class match. It doesn't make any feasible sense in terms of how you build a squad. Um, and I, yeah, for me, I just don't think it makes it doesn't make sense to spunk up 70, maybe upwards of 70 million pounds on the left back when you have pressing more pressing concerns elsewhere, especially if what happens if for some reason, Oba doesn't resign his deal and we have to sell him. Then we, our priority is get another center forward and potentially, you know, some people want in the center back. We need another midfielder potentially as well. So there, I think for me, the last position we should be looking at right now is left back. It just doesn't make any sense. I think it's more of everyone in the fan base or, Football Twitter just, I don't know, just trying to aim for the stars like it's FIFA again, and that kind of drives me nuts a little bit. So, 
Okay, look, you both thrown me down. Okay? Sorry, buddy. Join you on that one, lads. Also, not for nothing, if Alba's on the market, bigger clubs than us will be after him 100%. So. There's no bigger clubs than us, mate. No well, bigger clubs stop it. Us. Stop it. I'm sorry, there's just no. I don't care. Great <laughs> um, from the same old Arsenal. And same old Arsenal. Same old AFC. Um, great, great podcast. Love us and the boys. Um, he asks, Drew, we want to start with you first. Mm. What happens when Kearney t- Kearney is fit? Does he come straight back in? And if so, what happens to Saka? I know oh. it's I know we've asked it already, but yeah. I wanna I wanna go into it. Do you No, I just think I think we'll rotate. I don't think I, I listen, when a when a player is on form, you don't just drop them. Like yeah. you don't just drop them in the drop of a hat. It could really cause him to be unbalanced, you know, but also think it depends again, like I said before, it depends on what you want. I think we'll rotate them. I don't I don't think Saka is good enough to really, and I think Jeff alluded to it as well. And you remember when, when Bayern made his debut against Dortmund, he had an absolute torrid time, and then he came on bit by bit and improved. But Saka eventually will have a poor showing. We'll have a couple of poor showings. So I think rotation is a good way to keep him grounded as well. And I think it's a good way to make sure Tierney can regain fitness and form. And then you have options based off of what you want to do tactically. So I think the best way to do it is you rotate them. But I don't think you just drop them immediately once Tierney's fit. You know, um, I think Tierney has to prove he can last a match before you even worry about you know, starting him and, and giving him 90 minutes. So, I, Like I say, you've got to manage both these players properly. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I forgot about Kalasinac. To be honest with you, I forgot about him, right? I know I really like him. Honestly, out three of them, I, I would prefer Kalasinac as a left back. I really would. I, I mean, I know he's got his faults, but yeah. you know, and another one, he's got plenty of bottle, and you need those people that are ready to dig in deep and have a tear up if they need to. You know, they, they've got to be adaptable. And I, you know, you, God bless him, Saka, mate. Like you said, he looks like a twelve-year-old coming out of the. Finsbury Park Primary School, didn't he? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I half expect to see him in, in one of those wartime dramas, you know, going to the countryside with his little, with his little um, bag, you know, the school uniform. He, when we played top, when we played Chelsea, they are the youngster as well. And you look to them both, and I know we're getting older now. Do you know what I mean? You know, we're, we're not youngsters anymore, but you just no, look right. at these, these good looking young kids, and it's just yeah. like, yeah. They've got their lives ahead of them. They're professional footballers. I couldn't be more jealous. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I just, I just looked at him like, you better bastard. He's riding the waves though, Saka. So you've got to let him roll with it, mate. You know, you, you, yeah. can't, you can't, you can't fault him. He's doing well, the boy. You know, it's oh, not good news. It's the one thing, you know, you look at these guys and, um, and we, 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 we give people grief on here. You know, we'll be able to pop at certain players. We you got to see it as you call it. You call it as you see it, sorry. But when you look at these guys, they're going out there for all the, the riches um, there to be won for Premier League footballers nowadays. You come up there in front of 60,000 people. You make a mistake, they're all in your back. You look at what Mustafi's been through. Okay? You look at what Jacques has been through. 60,000 people you know, calling you every name under the sun or, you know, or cheering you. It's all inspiring. And these kids, they go out there and they give it their best. They have a go. I got admiration for each and every one of them. I, I give Gwen Doozy stick. But my God, I take my hat off to the boy. You know, he gives it a go. And I want them all to do well because I think, you know, it's fantastic for them. It's fantastic for their families. They, they imagine how proud their families are of them. And it would be great for the club for them all to do well. 
And that's the most important thing. Well, no, no Arsenal fans, uh, if, in my experience as well, they're, 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 they're up there in, in putting players on a pedestal that have come through and then a couple of rickets and a couple of mistakes and they absolutely lambast you. The, 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 you know, you, you see the stuff that goes on, especially yeah. with that other mob that, that gives that other platform to all them numpties every every single week uh, to, 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 to bash the football team. Uh, that's another thing. That's another thing. With, you know, when, when the mistakes do happen, uh, I hope the crowd, you know, it's, just get behind these boys, mate, because it's not going to help when you're, you're, you're cussing them all the time, you know? Absolutely. I, I think I'm, uh, I was just in the live show this week and um, Nicky Wilson was on, Danny was on, oh, Bogan and McCauley Austin was on. And I enjoyed the show. The boys did brilliantly. And I really, you know, the two very differing sort of ways of looking at the game and Nicky and Corey and both really interested. But Nick said something, you know, you, you know, you, people talk about Adams. Um, bold stroke on Winterburn and and um, uh, and, and Bree Dixon as if they'd never ever made a mistake in the football pitch. Well, you know, they've made some absolute howlers. That greatest back forever finished 12th in the league, you know what I mean? So, when we look at it, everybody, every mistake nowadays is highlighted. I thought that was a great point, you know, they weren't under so much uh, under the microscope so much. These guys now are, and it's, you know, it must be harrowing at times. So, you know, let's hope they all do well. Jeff, I want to stick with you. Martel Roberts has asked, does the City ban change anything? In, uh, sorry, does the City ban change how you view our end-of-season goals? I just think they're going to somehow get it overturned. Uh, you know, they're, they're so powerful, so much money. Money talks, mate. I just think they're going to get it overturned, and if they if they don't get it overturned, uh, what will happen in the Premier League? Are they going to uh, put sanctions on it? Because it's been happening for a long time. Um, you know, I don't know how much did they um, sell sell a, a ground sponsorship for and stuff? Like, like mad money, ten, ten, ten times more than it was worth. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, most probably ten times than than you know most of the other football teams of you know. It's madness. So they're just they're they're doing what they're doing. Whether they get away with it or not is a big thing. And if it, if they don't get away with it, it was it's definitely going to help us because it'll level it off a little bit. It'll make the playing field a little bit more leveler. Otherwise, you you, you know you're playing against countries, mate. It's very 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 difficult to keep up with them. No, I absolutely agree. I think you know that, that you know until the appeal is heard, and we just don't know. But to me, you know. It's Tottenham you're going to be aiming for. Tottenham and Chelsea. If you're aiming for that fourth space, I don't think um, City really come into it. I think we can get fourth. Yeah, we need a bit of luck, but let's go out there and earn it. A question for both of you. I want to start off with you, Drew, then you, Jeff, and I'm going to answer this one as well. One-armed bastard at Uno Mano Kev. Um, U-N-O-M- a-N-O-K-E-V asks, the most plain to see logical and rational deduction is that the players and not Emery were the main problem after Arsene and Primakel. If Arteta ever matches Unai Emery's Arsenal win percentage, 43 in 78 matches, which is 55% for Emery, Arteta's coming on 4 for 10, then what will he be? Um... 
Drew, your opinion. I don't I don't really agree with that at all. It's and again something Jeff said before that you know there are very, very good players at this club. Um and I think Wenger came out and said it himself that, you know, before I was, you know, before I was sacked or, or let go or whatever term you want to use, you know, we won the FA Cup, we finished second, you know, we had really good seasons before Emery came in. And, and while Emery had a good win percentage, um, I don't think that you can look at his tenure and say that he, and nothing and nothing positive came out of it. I think already you've seen positives come out of Mickles early ran you soft memories. And again, Jeff said it too, like players are on a high when new management comes in that, that, that says the right things and does the right things. So we don't know how he's going to get on, but I don't, that's such an odd question. I, I don't think that you can say it was the player's fault really. Um, as you can, you can't really look at the team under Emory and pick out more than two players who actually performed, but all of a sudden no same players now there's more consistency their contributions are more widely felt throughout the team your confidence is more higher throughout the team in terms of just you know, th- their own personal ability um the team's bonded a little bit better as well so i i can't really sit there and say that you know it, it, it was players and um that's just i'm almost kind of baffled by that question in a way but uh, yeah. it, 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 it's more point proven this one is okay but that, that we, 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 you know we, we give every a platform um, you know, you know um, I, my my view on it is, I mean, a lot of people say that he was he, he's left a shit show behind Wenger, blah 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 blah. But you 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 you've got to remember that, you know, we won was it three FA Cups in five years, we, uh, a second place. Uh, I think it was the year before he left. Um, all right, we fell apart a little bit. The last season was a disaster, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, but having said that, we, there's disasters and disasters. We're in a we're in a worse place now than we was when he, when he left. That's for sure. Yeah. And and Unai Emery's uh, uh, win percentage and his his, his uh, success, I think, was born on the, the 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 quality that was left behind because we did have quality. We yeah. did have good players at the football club. And although they wasn't performing how they should perform, we wasn't getting the right, correct results all the time. Uh, and we did go stale. I agree. You know, there, it was, was time for a change. We, you know, there had to be some kind of change. So that happened. But I do believe that it's only, <clears throat> it's only when Emery uh, started trying to play the Emery way and install his way of playing in the Arsenal team, that's when we started stalling and we started falling away. Um, I'm hoping now Mikel was coming. He's going to play his own way, however he sees fit. And, you know, we'll be entertained because at the end of the day, we, we, we pay our money. We want to see some good football at Arsenal. And what we've been seeing over the last, you know, 12 months has not been good football. It's been re- it's been very dire, very disappointing. And um, we don't want to see that anymore. At least we want to have a go at, you know, winning football matches. Absolutely, pal. Look, I, I've got to be honest with you. Um, I think those stats, and, and, and the stats are true. You know, he, he's written what he's saying, but then they're, they're masked by a, a very good 22-game unbeaten run. But when he counted, Unai Emery couldn't win, you know, he, he couldn't score in a brothel. You know, the way we fell off, the disappointment of the way that happened last season, and you can trace it back to certain incidents, certain players going down who he didn't rate, you know, he didn't have a... When when the going got tough, when the sharp end of the season came, he did not have a clue. 
he was the most incompetent. He's not a bad coach. He's won three um, uh, Europa Cups in a row. He did very well at Sevilla. It, he struggled at um, uh, PSG, and even though he, you know, his second season he did win the league, he went off a cliff with us, though. And during that twenty-two game unbeaten run, not once did he build upon performance. Some of the football I watched under Unai Emery was the clown football. It, 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 it was Keystone Cops football. It was embarrassing to watch. Okay, it was the most dire bag of shit I've ever seen in my life, okay? And this season, for him now, after he's been sacked, start blaming players, is a fucking disgrace. The guy's gotten rid of top quality people from the playing staff, from the um, uh, from the coaching staff, and he left a hell of a mess. And you saw that when Freddie took over, we were no better. Unai Emery, his time at Arsenal, you know, Glad it's over. For all those saying he's the second coming to Jesus, he was a bag of wank. End of story. I, th- I think that the, sim- the simple issue, for me, I always sum it up as the base level requirement of any coach or manager is to get the best out of what you have available to you. Yeah. And and for Emery, there had to have come a point where he looked at results, looked at the, uh, the form of the players and said, you know what, they're not the types of players that I can do this system with. So I have to change my approach to suit what I have available so I can get the best results for the club. But he didn't have a system. Correct. No, I agree. But for whatever he was trying to do, it wasn't going to work. And the thing is, you know, when we all sit here and say that, you know, we think Arteta wants to play the Arsenal way or something akin to how how Pep, you know, evolved his tactics – all those things fit the players that we have, or at least the vast majority of them. So it's a bit of both. It's Arteta wanting to do what Arteta wants to do, but it's also we have players that fit that system. And I think that's that's kind of where it begins and ends. And I, we didn't have that under Emery, and I think with, that was the any, biggest issue. With any sporting team, you need a vision. You need <laughs> a goal to play to. You need patterns of play. You get plan A right, you work on plan B. Because when players know what they're doing, the, you know they, they, the, the shackles come off. When they're comfortable, all of a sudden the worry goes away. They start enjoying the football. You know, whatever sport you do, you know, you have to have your targets. You have to have your goals. You have to have your set patterns and how you how you want to play the game to develop your players and get the best of them, as you say. Yep. And it just didn't happen under Unai Emery. It, it was painful to watch. It was painful watching the players. It's, it's very difficult when you, when you, you immediately alienate maybe your your best midfield player, forward midfield player in, in Meza Ozil, you know. Uh, right. Your best midfield player was Aaron Ramsey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no I, I was going to come on to Aaron Ramsey as well. You know, he's, he's, he's let, he's let, he's let Ramsey go as well. That, that's, listen, I, I wasn't a lover of, of Aaron. Uh, you, I, you, might already, you might already know that, but, um, he was still, he, 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 he most probably be the best midfield player in the, in the, in the side at the moment. You know what I mean? Uh, if he was playing here. Uh, so we, we let him, we let him go. The way we let him go for free was, 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 well, it was just criminal. Uh, so that was a mistake. But when you do alienate players like Mesut Ozil, who've got multiple honours, you know, going up to World Cups and everything, you are you're putting yourself into a corner. If you don't get it right, then then you're going to go, mate. As simple as that. It, it, it's funny. The one thing I look at it, you look at the fans, you look at the the sort of aura around the club at the moment. It's chalk and cheese. I'm sorry, but 
Sorry when I'm bastard, but I can't agree with you. Unai Emery, glad he's gone. Good luck to him, but he was shite. Um, right, next question. Um, actually, Jeff, I'm going to stick with you. And it's from Eddie... Lo- uh, sorry, Noah Confidential. Noah Confidential, who has been off Twitter for eight months. We were wondering where you were, fella. It's great to have you back. Um Happy to have you back, mate. Hope you're well. Um, Arteta seems to rely a lot on Ozil to drive us forward. How do you think he's going to tackle the issue in the summer? Is he going to keep Ozil? Is he going to trust Willock or Smith Rowe to do the same job? Or is he going to tweak our tactics to go for maybe a 4-3-3? What do you think? Uh, uh, I'm quite sure. I think it will depend on... If Ozil stays or goes, I think, and the only problem is that Ozil's the one that has the power to say if he wants to stay or go. You know, he's people say that he holds the club to ransom, but no, he if he doesn't want to leave, he's not going to leave. So, and I think Arteta's a type of manager who, again, the players that he has available to them, if they're willing to to play for him and play for the club, then he'll want to make it work with them. So, if Ozil wants to remain, he'll use Mesut Ozil. Mesut wants to go. I think you, you might see a bit of a tweak, just simply because, again, you know. You kind of assume that maybe Arteta is going to want a champion four three three just based off of you know his body of work at City, but you know one never knows. He could just be doing four two three one right now because he prefers it, or because it's because of Ozil, because it's for any you know various factors. I'm not really quite sure, um, but I don't think that moving forward we have to get stuck in the mentality of building what we want to do based off of the future of one player. When you start doing things like that, you, you're hamstringing your club. So if Mezzo leaves, we don't have to say, what are we going to do now that Mezzo is not here? It's going to it has to be about what fits the collective tactically. How can we get the best out of what we have available to us, period. And not for nothing, I absolutely adore Mesut Ozil, but the type of player that he is, is is very much a dying breed. If you want to have someone who plays like a 10, they have to be more of a hybrid. That's why Kevin De Bruyne plays as like an 8-10 hybrid now. Yeah. Um, you could say maybe Willock can play that role. When he does get forward, he, he, he does have something to offer, but the thing is his decision-making and his awareness just isn't remotely at that level where you want him to be in a team week in, week out in a position of such importance. Um, so I don't know if, if that happens. You know, It depends on how... Emil Sothrow gets on, but I'm not as high on Emil Sothrow as maybe some other people are. I think we have bigger talents at the club that we should maybe be focusing on. So, but then again, you can also look at the market and say, who can we bring in if we want to replace Mizzle? You know, Mizzle, depending on how we want to do it. You know, I think we missed a trick by not targeting Denny Olmo, who went to, you know, Irby Leipzig now. I think if you're looking to replace Mizzle, that's the one. But I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. It's, it's conjecture and, and, and guesswork. It's, it's tough, you know. Arteta could completely change his, you know, tactical schematic, you know, to come the summer based off what happens, and we're not going to know it until then. So I think we just have to wait to see the ins and outs. I think when you see what we do in the market in the summer, you're going to know what we're going to be doing on, on the pitch and not before then. So it's just tough to say. Okay. Jeff, your opinion, mate? Sorry, mate. I was, um, I was <laughs> otherwise engaged. I'm running, running by me again. I do beg your pardon. It was a long one, that. No problem, pal. No problem. Um, here we go. Noir Confidential says Arteta seems to rely a lot on Ozil to drive us forward. How do you think he's going to tackle this issue in the summer? Is he going to keep Ozil, trusting Mullock or Smith Rowe to do the same job, or is he going to tweak out tactics and maybe go to a four-three-three? 
I would I would prefer that he he kept him and tried to uh, make make a, a, another player out of him again because he's obviously got the quality. Everyone knows that you do see he's got the quality. Meza, I do I do think that he's 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 um he's the kind of player that that he could work with uh, as long as we get proper players around him that could that could get him the ball uh, and make the good runs off of him. That's how you can make it work properly so i'm hoping he keeps him now really because i think we can we can uh rescue him again okay yeah i, I gotta be honest here. i i think you're always just gonna see his contract with us and that's the way it is and i don't think you can afford to just leave him on the bench or not include him but i think you know for the first time in a long time we saw mezzet driving at the defense on saturday on sunday sorry I'd like to see that a lot more from him. So, you know, fingers crossed they can they, they can find a way to work make this work out and develop with Lep and Smith Rowe at the same time. So, you know, whether he goes four three three or four two three one, we have players to step in. Um, next question, Jeff. I'm gonna start with you and Data K L B C and this is an either or which would you prefer? Harland and Mustafi, Saliba and Luis? Or Martinelli and Epimacano, Saliba and Luis. I don't know, mate. It's all hypothetical, isn't it? I don't know. I just, I just, I just want to get a settled side in there that that we could we can work with the the you know the and players that want to play for Arsenal Football Club that are not just coming for the money. You know what I'm saying to you? It's very very important that we get we get the right people in. So we're just going to have to wait and see. I don't know which ones. Uh, you know, I just hope he gets it right, Jace. Oh, you know, we 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 can we can hypothesize all day long. Um, it's all on, it's all on on Mikel Arteta, and hopefully, you know, he can get it right with them. Raúl Edu and Vinay and bring the right players in. Um, Drew, you got an opinion on that, pal? I have one, but I'm kind of tired of talking about it. To be honest with you, I, I I'm all Uba McConnell out. I don't want. I don't even want to discuss that. I don't even want to discuss that for the rest of the season. I know that there's a lot of rumors that he's not going to sign a new deal every Leipzig, so he's going to be on the market, and all of a sudden, it's all anyone ever wants to talk about. So I'm kind of avoiding it. But I just, you know, he's not, you know, the the, the saving grace that a lot of fans are trying to make him out to be. But I'm just going to leave it there. Again, I'm kind of with Jeff. It's about, you know, getting the right players in who fit the mold, who we can, who we can build with. If, you know, if we don't need to drop crazy money on a player where we have available options to us already, there's no point. I don't think Arteta's going to want to do that. You know, you could say he worked under Pep, but it doesn't mean he has Pep's mentality about spending. You know, we're not going to know yet. You know, again, we'll have answers in the summer and just take it from there. And I could probably do without the hypothetical as well, to be honest with you. So. <laughs> Sorry, Data. It's, it's, it's one of those. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> it's, 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 it's difficult. Um, Noir, we'll answer, ask those questions next week again, please, pal. We owe you a few questions because you've been away for so long. But tonight we're going to wrap this up now. Um, we've been going an hour and a half. Um, football results from tonight. Dortmund beat PSG and Atletico Madrid beat Liverpool. There's a shame in there. Now, Premier League, if you can start beating Liverpool, that would be lovely, thanks, because I've got guts full of the bin dippers. You know, they're really demanding at the moment. Um, guys, uh, last thoughts on tonight. Are we excited? Are we positive? Can we get Champions League qualification to fourth or the Europa League? And, you know... 
do you have any hopes of winning the FA Cup? Jeff, starting with you. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I'll do a cup. I think we can have a good cup run. I'll just suffer a good cup run. I'd like to get to a cup final again because they're, they're great occasions and it, it cheers everybody up. Uh, of course, it'd be great if we win it. But, you know, I'm not, I've not got no expectations at the moment of winning any trophies. Uh, but I, I do. I'm, I'm quite hopeful that we can, we can have a decent cup run. We can do, yes. Brilliant stuff. Come on, Drew. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, I have no... Not hoping that we're going to sit here and, and pull out Europa League and get Champions League. I think it's again match by match. I think we should target the FA Cup. It's something you know. It, it, it will serve something to build on in terms of confidence. But the rest of it, we'll just have to see how it goes on a week by week basis. That's it. It's going to be really interesting, isn't it? It's um, I'm I am so excited for this run in now. I I can't tell you. You know, um, my my whole mindset towards football has changed over the last. Um, a couple of months and it, it, it's 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 exciting times so um gentlemen's nods um jeff who, who are you going to shout out you know what to be honest with you i've not been on the podcast since our old friend dave uh the goonaholic passed away and i'm going to give him a shout out I, i'm sure he's up there he'd be listening to us mate and um uh, it's so so sad that we lost such a fantastic man, a, a great Arsenal supporter, and what a gentleman! So he's got my nod, mate, and uh, God bless him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely, well, absolutely. Um, Drew, your shout out, mate. Uh, honestly, I don't want to piggyback off it, but I kind of agree. I haven't really spoken to a lot of you guys since since he passed away, and I only got to pod with him on two occasions. But I think for me, he was someone that really summed up the fan base, the, the good parts of the fan base, you know, undying passion for the club. He was a great guy to chat with. You could even have a history nerd chat with him every now and again. I had a pleasure of doing that. So it's just, it's a stand-up guy. And I think he'll be missed. I think everyone at ABW misses him and it's unfortunate, you know, but you know, he's in a good spot now, hopefully. So. Yeah. I, yeah he's left a void that we can't fill. Um, I got two shout outs tonight. Um, first of all, it's for Dave. Um, I was honored to, Go along with Neil Chimp, um, Carl, that London guy, um, Josh Daw, hero of tonight, and Ellis Mel, hero of every night because he works in AE. Um, we attended Dave's funeral, um, met his family, um, Pauline, his partner, um, Janice, Daryl, Sandra, and the kids and stuff like that, and um, uh, lots of other, you know, uh, of sort of Dave's our friends. Uh, Vic, Lucy, Dave Seeger, you know, loads of people there. Um, it, it was an emotional day. Um, I, I, I can't believe I'm not going to talk to him again. You know, on the back of losing Steve, I I just can't believe that we're, we're not going to see this man again. I'm not going to see his cheeky grin. Um, he's, we're not going to talk rugby and football, and I'm not going to tease him about the cricket. Um I, 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 I'm genuinely devastated. It, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, he's such a decent, decent man who is so positive in everything he does. He puts me to shame. And um, on behalf of us all, you know, Dave, we love you. We miss you. Um, you, you, you. You leave a void that just can't be filled. So that's for you. When Gunaholic, um, you, you're a great man, a great man. Um, on the back of that, because Dave was always such a good guy, he always, you know, he always had somebody shout out who he liked. 
And for me, Marcus Brown. At Marcus, M-A-R-K-U-S, U-C-26. He always engages with me. He always is, he's, a, he's a smiler of a guy. He's a great bloke. Marcus, you're a top man. I enjoy your tweets every day, mate. Hope you're well. So that's my shout out. Um, and that's it for tonight. So, people, thank you for listening. Thank you ever so much for joining us. As we always say, um, without you, we're just a bunch of idiots talking nonsense to each other. Instead of that, we're a bunch of idiots talking nonsense to you. So that's really good. Jeff, mate, good to pod with you again. Thank you ever Great so much. Great time. Great time. Come back again in a month, hopefully. And uh, hey, crack away. Let's make good sure luck. we do, bro. Let's great great sure. to talk to you, boys. Thank you very much. Hey, love you, pal. Good to speak to you again. Drew, it's mm-hmm. been a while for you as well. Good to have you back. <laughs> yeah, hopefully come back before next year. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for having me back again. It was good to be back. Enjoyed it. Um, dear listeners, we won. We won 4-0 on to Olympiacos Thursday night. On the Olympiacos show, it will be Josh Dorr. It will be Femi. And, oh, I forgot. And, is it Alice Mel? Who's the other one? Oh, you, you lot have spammed this so much. It's unbelievable. Apologies. Oh, you gits. <laughs> oh, no, it's Josh. Oh, I'm so sorry. I am so, so, so sorry. Uh, here we go. Bum, bum, bum. It's, <laughs> it's Josh Joe, it's Fermi, and it's Richard Cactus Cash. So that'll be your live show on Thursday night. Thank you ever so much for your support, guys. We really appreciate it. Um, let's, let's enjoy winning again. Let's enjoy winning and keep it Arsenal. Take care, guys. All the best. Good night. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.